Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood, hosted by Jean Natali, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. Watching Trees Grow is here to help Gen Z plant the seed for a sustainable and stable financial future. If you'd like to discover more from Troutwood, our speaker series is designed to work side-by-side with the Troutwood suite of investment, educational, and financial planning tools. Please visit troutwood.com to learn more. Now, here's Jean Natali. Welcome to Troutwood Live, episode two. Uh, my name is Jean Natali. Uh, we have two guest speakers who I am absolutely thrilled to have with us today. Uh, without farther ado, George Emanuel, a good friend from BNY Mellon, and Sharon Gatons, also a good friend from Moon Area School District. George, Sharon, welcome and thank you. Thanks, Jean. We are going to hear from George and Sharon uh, here in a little bit as we go. George is going to be giving an just excellent presentation that I have seen before on success. Uh, Sharon and her students have prepared questions for George and his experiences at BNY Mellon. Um, before diving in, we're going to just go to a very brief presentation. Our standard disclosure in today's episode. The finance term that we are going to learn today, each week we're going to learn one term, this ticker symbol. And for any of our overachieving students on the call, if you want to find the ticker symbol for BNY Mellon, any way that you would like and throw it into the YouTube chat, I am monitoring that YouTube chat with my laptop beside me. Uh, so there is our first challenge before even knowing what the word means, BNY Mellon, obviously our guest company in Moon Area School District, our guest host. Shout out to Sharon and her students. Uh, Sharon reached out to me and I'm just so thrilled at how much fun that she and her students are having with the Troutwood map. And a hint to our student audience, a great way to find the ticker symbol for BNY Mellon is the Troutwood map. And today's takeaway, this leads into George's presentation every one of you is capable of great things. And I always say, if you don't believe that, call me or email me, we'll have a conversation. So what is a ticker symbol? Let's answer it very quickly, very briefly. A ticker symbol is an abbreviation for the name description of a stock, bond, mutual fund, or ETF. The first company we're showing an example of is Apple. Some of you may be even on an iPhone or an Apple computer for this webinar. The ticker symbol for Apple is AAPL. Adobe, ticker symbol ADBE. Chipotle, a favorite here in the Natali household, ticker symbol CMB and Facebook, FB. So I am again gonna throw that challenge out to all of our students. I haven't seen the correct answer come across the chat yet. Can anyone find the BNY Mellon ticker symbol? And before we dive into George's presentation, I'm also going to ask you try to find BNY Mellon's headquarters on the Troutwood map. And that's why as George is talking, I'm gonna be monitoring the chat. We have some team members that are engaging in it. So don't hesitate to throw questions. 
and to uh, let us know if you're having a hard time finding it. George, I am going to turn it over. We are going to talk about George's guide to success. George Emanuel with BNY Mellon. George, thank you. Gene, thank you so much and really appreciate the opportunity to be here. I see we have a lot of great questions and I'm anxious to get to those. But first, let me share a couple thoughts. Let me start with a story. I'm in the process of signing up a new client at BNY Mellon as we speak. His account will be at BNY Mellon before the end of this year. When this gentleman was about your age, maybe just a couple years older, he had the opportunity to come to downtown Pittsburgh. He had the opportunity to walk into the BNY Mellon building and he had a chance to walk into our vault and see what it was all about. Before the day was over, he looked at his teacher and said, someday I'm gonna have a million dollars in that vault. He went home and he told his parents the same story that his goal in life is to deposit $1 million into the BNY Mellon vault. And I'm excited to tell you that the paperwork is already signed. And sometime next week, this gentleman will actually deposit $15 million into the BNY Mellon vault and probably within the next nine months have north of $30 million in the BNY Mellon Vault. It really ties into what Gene just talked about. All of you can be successful, and there are some things that you can do to really increase your chances. Uh, this George, presentation- up really quick? Anything, look, Gene, look. absolutely. When I hear you say vault, I'm imagining a vault, the BNY Vault. Is my imagination connecting the dots correctly? So when he was a kid, that's exactly what he saw when he actually got a silver dollar. They handed each student on the way out the door. He flipped them on the bus ride home. He won, so he has three silver dollars. He won against two other students. He still has those three silver dollars, but in today's money, Gene, it will actually be an electronic transfer. It will not be stacks of cash like what he saw, but it will still be in the BNY Mellon vault, just electronic vault, not physical vault. For any inquisitive minds, is there a physical vault? Does there is absolutely a physical physical vault. We have gold bars, we have boats, we have rare paintings, we have just about, you name it, the answer is, it's probably in the BNY Mellon vault. Yes, it exists. Oh, very fun. I won't derail with any more questions. I know we have some great student questions after your presentation, George, thank you. Thanks, Gene. So let me just start with, Gene, if you don't mind advancing a slide, what I call the guide to success. A teacher asked me to create this a couple years ago. And as Gene has mentioned, I've given it across universities, other schools, and a lot of different places. And in order to be successful, a couple key things that I would highly encourage you to do. Number one, find your inner Emmett, right? If you haven't seen the Lego movie, I would encourage you to do so. If you have seen the Lego movie, you know what I'm talking about. Emmett is just a normal guy, right? He's a construction worker and he looks like every other construction worker in the movie. There's nothing from a look standpoint that makes Emmett special, but he's the most special guy. He actually saves the movie. He's the hero of the movie. Why is that? It's his attitude, right? In the real world, in the working world, your attitude equals altitude. The better the attitude you have, the higher you will get and the more successful you will be. I encourage you, ask your parents what it's like to work and all of your parents will tell you there's a vortex out there, right? 
a negative atmosphere that wants to pull you in and bring you down. Ask your teachers. There is a vortex even in the working in a school district. But those people that can walk around the edges, avoid the vortex, keep a really good attitude, will be the most successful. At BNY Mellon, we pass out a lot of bonus money every year. When you look at the people that typically get the biggest, best bonuses, make the most amount of money, their attitude equals their altitude. So if you're on this call and you say, someday I want to do really well, I want to be very successful, make sure you have the right attitude. You have to align that to your long-term goals. Gene, if you don't mind. The second thing is you have to have credibility, right? You have to have integrity. And in the world, if you've ever had, for those of you that have a driveway, for those of you that are driving down the street, if you think about concrete for a minute, how do you know if a piece of concrete is good or not? You can't just look at the concrete and say, yeah, that thing, that, that's solid. The only way to really know if concrete is solid and performing the way it should is you have to drill it and you have to pull it out in a cylinder like what you see on this slide here. And that is the insides of the concrete have to match the outsides. And for us as humans, for us to be successful, our insides have to match our outsides. You can't just be nice to some people or just when the teacher's looking, but not when the teacher's looking, I can shut my camera off. No, you have to have integrity when nobody is looking. And now in today's world, even more so than when I was a kid, everything is recorded. So if you're out and about and think nobody's watching, I bet there's five, 10 multiple cameras watching. So make sure that your inners and outers match. It'll get you very far in life. Gene, if you don't mind. Uh, I have a son. My son is 14 years old. And I think my son has found the end of the internet about a couple <laughs> dozen times now. I know you're a little younger on average than my son, but I suspect many of you have also found the end of the internet. I'm old, so I haven't been able to do it. But if you have something, if you have a meeting, if you have classwork, no matter what you do, always be overprepared. And I know all of you are capable of doing it because I'm certain each and every person on this line has found the end of the internet. So if you have a meeting and you know who the speaker is, I would encourage you, learn a little bit about them. A topic that your teacher is gonna be introducing next week, find the end of the internet, maybe learn a little bit about it. When you have exams coming up, be overprepared. I will tell you, successful people at work, whether you're a teacher, an investment guy, regardless of what you do, those people that are overprepared find their way to the top and make a lot more money than those that don't. So find the end of the internet, please. Gene, if, if you would, please. Become uncomfortable. This one here is one that I just started to learn a few years ago when I was young. And, and certainly when I was your age, I was very shy all the way up until when I uh, turned about 25 and then I broke out of my shell. The key here is to become uncomfortable. So if your teacher's asking, I'm looking for, before you even hear the end of the sentence, raise your hand, volunteer for it. Be that person. What will happen is you will find yourself becoming uncomfortable. You'll find yourself in situations you say, I don't know much about that, but I'm going to learn about it. 
When I sit in a meeting and my boss or my boss's boss says, is there anyone? My hand's already up. I've already volunteered, signed up for it. I have no idea what I just signed up for. And I'll admit I lose a night of sleep or two. But six weeks, six months later, I look back and say, wow, that really helped me. That is why I am being promoted. Bigger pay raises, bigger bonuses. All of those things in the American dream that you want become uncomfortable. Get yourself out of your comfort zone. If you're the kid in class that never asked a question, before the day's end, I encourage you, be the one that, hey, I'm going to be very proactive. I'm going to follow up a lot quicker. Gene, if you would, please. Thoughts and words matter. This is actually inside the BNY Mellon building. It sits right across the hall from me. We at BNY Mellon believe that words are so important that we memorialize it on what we call the worthy wall. I refer to it as the word wall. But your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. And that becomes your character, right? And we talked about concrete and the importance of your character. When I was a kid, things were stored in a thing called a file cabinet with paper. And it was very hard to retrieve. So if I said or did something inappropriate, it only lasted as long as a memory or so. Today, Words will last the rest of your lifetime. If you tweet something, text something, say something, and only my friends have it, wrong. The world has it. I promise you, it will get out there. Words matter. Be very selective in what you say and do. It will make a big, big difference. God bless you. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, thanks. And then the, the last thing I'll leave with is to practice perfect. I've been doing this job that I'm in now for over 20 years. And I went and met with a client just a couple weeks ago with our regional president. At 7.30 in the morning up until 9 a.m., he and I sat there and practiced as if I've never done this before and if he's never done this before. This here is an example, and I hate to read from slides, but I am going to for, for this one. I was up in New York doing a training a couple years ago. And I wrote what I call my elevator speech. If I were to bump into you on the road, what would my elevator, what would I say about myself? And what I wrote was that first bullet point. I'm George Emanuel, a senior director, wealth manager, and been working with clients like you for the last 18 years. In my role, I focus on achieving your long-term goals and do that by spending time with you and your family to make sure I have a clear understanding of your goals and aspirations. When I was done reading that, the room said, George, I want to plagiarize that. I'm going to steal that from you. So I said it and shared it with everyone. But I stopped the, the leader of the class and I said, I, I want to come to the front of the room. I want to share this with everyone and I'm not sitting down until someone gives me feedback about it. And the room was really quiet for about 30 seconds. Nobody said a word. Very awkward, uncomfortable. We've all been there. And then finally, someone spoke up and said, George, Senior director, that means something inside of this building. But if you were talking to someone outside of the investment world, they have no idea what that means. I'm like, wow. And then someone else said, clients like you, how do you know who I am? So I went back to my desk and I rewrote it. And I said, I'm George Emanuel. And over the last 18 years, I have the fortune of working with many business owners concerned about succession planning, planning for the next generation, and achieving their long-term and short-term goals. I'm very passionate about this topic as I spend my personal time presenting to business owners as part of the CFA Institute on topics like this. 
on a regular basis. Now, some of you may not know what parts of this mean, but I think everyone on this line would agree the second one was better than the first one. Practice perfect. Even though everyone in the room thought mine was good enough to plagiarize, I didn't accept that, right? I went to the front of the room. Let's make it better. Practice perfect. It'll make you better regardless of what meeting I have. Even today's meeting, Gene, myself, uh, Sharon, we all practiced before we came live here. Practice perfect. It makes a very big difference. And your teachers will know, your colleagues will know, other students will know when you practice versus when you haven't. So let me pause there, Gene, and turn it back to you. Uh, George, thank you. Excellent. I, I loved it. Um, I, the message I take away is that success is in our control. And to the educators on the call, what a great final assignment that is. Write it once and then write it again. Uh, I'm going to do a, a very short screen share, George, and we're going to be turning this over to Sharon and her students, but I'm going to help everyone find the fun fact. Everyone who's not able to leave the, uh, the YouTube and fly, fly into Mellon's headquarters here. And this is a fun fact that I am very interested in. The Bank of New York Mellon provided the United States government its first loan in 1789. The loan was orchestrated by Alexander Hamilton, then Secretary of the Treasury, and it paid the salary of President George Washington. I'm certain that I'm probably not the only one on this webinar who has seen the musical Hamilton. And what a perspective that that puts into how old of a company Bank of New York Mellon is. And for the educators, a really fun feature. Here's George, a professional from Bank of New York Mellon. And here's the Explore Careers for any student that maybe one day wants to work with George. That's what's possible. And I think that is a really cool message for all of our student audience. Sharon, take it away. I am so excited. I saw, I got the precursor of the incredible questions your, your students prepared. Uh, the floor is yours. Hey, thank you. Well, my name is Sharon Gatons. I am the gifted education teacher for the Moon Area School District, kindergarten through fifth grade. And I have to tell you, I'm so proud of my students and the way they have been using the troutwood.com website. Um, I teach my students about the stock, mar stock market. They're very well versed in what ticker symbols are, current stock prices for an amalgamation of companies. They're able to tell you the 52-week high, 52-week low. Um, they have done incredible research and then using troutwood.com and using the map, each of them have picked five of the S&P 500 companies to do a PowerPoint presentation on. And it's been very informative. They love the fun facts that you've presented as well as a fact sheet that provides information, both financial information as well as um, daily protocols of the company. So. Um, Mr. Natalie, you've been a great resource. They've enjoyed using uh, your website. So I think because you let in with the interesting fun, fun fact about BNY Wellen, 
BNY Mellon, I'm gonna call on Will first to ask his question for George. Will, could you please ask your question? Yep. Does BNY Mellon give loans to other countries? Will, thank you for the question and also congrats on getting the ticker symbol right. I believe it was you that got the BK answer. So yep. Bank of New, good job. Bank of New York Mellon is a global bank. We're often referred to as the investment company to the world because we bank a lot of other governments and we also bank a lot of other banks, if you will. Banks lend and, and deposit money into our banking system. So in short, we do do loans for individuals, companies, and even countries. Some countries deposit their money right here at BNY Mellon. And I'll give you a fun fact, Will. One out of every $5 in the world sleeps at BNY Mellon every single night. So we bank a lot of companies, countries, and individuals. Thank you for the question. Great question, Will. Okay, uh, Mr. Natalie, would you like to go on me to go on with my other students to ask questions? Yes, please, Sharon. Okay, so um, Landon, I would like for you to ask your question, please. Are the S&P 500 com companies on the New York Stock Exchange? Oh, that is a great question. And the easy answer is, Yes, they are on the New York Stock Exchange, but more specifically, the, the real answer is most of the companies are on the New York Stock Exchange. Some of the companies are on the NASDAQ, NASDAQ. Those are mostly technology companies, and some are on other less known exchanges. But when you think about the S&P 500, the majority of them are in fact traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Great question and thank you. Great, and speaking about the stock market, Ainsley, could you please ask your question? Yes. Do you think another Great Depression could happen? Ainsley, that's a, thank you for that question. That's a great question. The, the short answer is, is it possible? The answer is certainly yes. Is it likely? I would say in the near term, short term, not very likely at all. When you go back and you study the Great Depression, there were a lot of mistakes that were made by our elected officials and by other government agencies like the Fed and Treasury, all of which exaggerated what would have been a minor recession into a very bad depression. Thankfully, everybody at the Fed, everybody in government has studied that and we're very unlikely in the short term to make those mistakes again. So as long as we keep learning and studying history, not very likely, but it is certainly possible to happen. Thank you for the question. Thank you for that answer. And Abby, could you please ask your question? Um, yeah, when hiring someone, what qualities would you want them to have? You know, thank you for the question. And one of the things, and I didn't talk about it in my guide to success today. So certainly all the things in the guide to success, I would encourage you to have. Those are the people that do really, really well. But the other part of that answer that I often say is what I call when the door closes. That is, when you're in the room with someone, you need to be able to talk to them. And I really point that out because uh, everyone on this call is a lot younger than me. 
and a lot use cell phones, right? And iPads, you still need to be able to interact with people. In my job, it's 100% about interacting with others. You need to be able to talk and communicate, not just on the phone, but in person. So when the door closes, be able to have a conversation. How are you? What's like, how are the kids? All of those things. So the more you can be comfortable having a real conversation, the more successful you'll be. Thank you for the question. Great, and then finally, we have a question from Rocco. What happened that made you wanna start investing? And if you could give anyone advice on how to start a successful business, what would that be? Oh, Rocco, thanks for the, uh, for the question. When I was a little bit older than everyone on this line, when I was about 12 years old, I started working at a golf course called Churchill Valley Country Club. And all the golf members were talking about the stock market and, you know, oh, I'm buying this. And I had no idea what that meant. But I would go home and buy newspapers or find the newspaper and say, I'm going to find the investing section and read it. And over the next few years, and I bought a lot of books and read and learned and learned. And it really got me into the market. And by the time I was probably 15, I bought my first investment and I have loved investing in the market ever since. To answer your question about what can you do to get started, whether it's in the market or a business, certainly learn, right? Ask questions, find somebody who did something similar to what you're thinking, ask them questions. They would be really excited to talk to you. You know, learn, 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 and don't forget those first three things. I have been learning since I was your age. I'm now in my uh, mid forties and I am still learning, still taking classes, learning. I've been doing it for the last 44 years. It never stops. So make sure you learn. The more you learn, the better prepared you will be. Thanks for the question, Rocco. Thank you. George, we really appreciate you answering the questions from those students. Thank you very much. Gladly, thank you for the opportunity. Sharon, excellent. Students, round of applause. I wish we were in person so I could bump all of you. George, you don't get off that easy. I have two very good questions that have come in from our, our YouTube channel. Uh, the first, is BNY just one big bank or does it have lots of locations? So talking the physical BNY Mellon. So B, BNY Mellon, the name BNY Mellon stands for Bank of New York Mellon. So our corporate headquarters, we are located in New York, but the good news is our largest campus, our largest region is right here in Pittsburgh. So we have over 7,000 employees here in Pittsburgh. We have thousands, about 50,000 employees around the globe. And I would say we have north of 30 branches or campuses, because we're not a typical branch bank, around the world. So we are everywhere, but we're not a typical bank where you go in and just deposit your money. We are an institutional bank. Thank you, George. One more question as we hit the, uh, the end of our time. Uh, and this is uh, just a, a very good question. Um, does BNY Mellon hire non-finance? And the specific question is for students that might be interested in coding or computers. Does BNY Mellon coder, hire coders and computer-oriented students, or do you hire and outsource those responsibilities? So the answer is we absolutely do. I would say we hire more coders and technology people than we do investment people like myself. We have north of $38 trillion 
that sleeps at BNY Mellon every single night and having computer systems that work, that are secure, that banks government's monies, we have to have the technology that is world-class. So we have tons of technology people on the payroll. And I know we are expanding that every single day as the world becomes more complex. So yes, we have jobs from across all types of industries and sectors that anyone would be interested in. So how fascinating to hear that a big bank, a big finance company is hiring technology students. George, I've got another great question for you here. Uh, it's a two-part question. Uh, one of our students would like to know, George, are you working from home? And if <laughs> yes, uh, have you run into any challenges doing so? So the answer is today I am working from home because of the security measures I just talked about at BNY Mellon. BNY Mellon does not support a Zoom meeting. So if I was in the office today, I would not be permitted to have this conversation. I am working from home to use my personal laptop. Uh, if it was not, uh, if I was not on this Zoom meeting right now, I would be in the office. We have about five out of every 100 people in the office. I love going into the office. I prefer sitting at my desk. So I've been asked and volunteered to be one of them. I've been in the office every single day this year, except for unique opportunities like today. Oh, excellent. George, Sharon, we, we are at the end of our time. On behalf of all, everyone watching, on behalf of Troutwood, thank you both. Uh, I, I know I thank learned a lot. Valley. I'm sure that our, our viewers learned a lot. Uh, and a fun shout out to all of our Moon students watching remotely. We added a silver token over the Moon Area right. School as a way to say thank you. Uh, thank, thank you. you Episode two of Troutwood Live. Thank you, everyone. You've been listening to Watching Trees Grow, presented by Troutwood. Don't forget to subscribe both to our podcast and our YouTube channel so you never miss an episode. If you're interested in learning more about Troutwood, please visit us at troutwood.com or follow us on social media. A special thank you to our guests today and our host, Jean Natale. Our producers are Jeff Davidek, Maggie Mayer, and me, Kristen Malone. This podcast is not intended to provide legal, investment, or tax advice on any of the topics we've covered. Thanks for listening. Join us next time on another great episode of Watching Trees Grow.